delightful kinky show is sponsored by Headley. Fuck with Headley, he's the show's sponsor. The maidens of the hollow will be teasing his balls. Why can't I? Thank you. Thank you, Headley. A blue oysters in my pants. Sing I, it with me, Kathy. I know that you're trying to sound like Elvis, but you just sound like the cowardly lying. Courage. Courage. Oh, my God. Why <laughs> well, made me so, so dizzy? It's a lot of work to be cowardly and a lion at the same time. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Chugga, 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 chugga. Hello, and welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and courage. Recording live from California, Texas, in front of our own personal laptops. Boogie, I think, is having an aneurysm all over again. (laughs) I've been having aneurysms repeatedly for the past five weeks. You need to stop that, Boogie. No more aneurysms. Well, as soon as I get in my car and I start heading back... Because oh, it's please. coming soon. It's soon. Then you'll have your own issues over here. Then you'll you'll be, you know, crapping in a bucket again. Yeah, but I'll be back. <laughs> oh, oh, joy. Kathy. Yes, Boogie. Kathy, I had an adventure. Finally. No. What do you mean, finally? Every week you're telling me about an adventure. Don't make it sound like your life over there is so boring. It, no. <laughs> oh, dear Catherine. How you embellish. No, my life is fucking boring here. No, I'm in... <laughs> I'm in Little Town, Texas. I get to the the biggest thrill is the multiple times that I go back and forth to pick Leah up from the hospital, which I just came back. I get to see the various stages of harvesting cotton. That's it. That's the that's the big thrill out here for me, Kathy. That's the big thriller. I get to see, oh, look, the, the cotton, it's starting to bloom and it's like half, you know, brown. And then the crop dusters have to come in and fucking throw some shit on it so that it dries out and then it's ready to harvest. And then they, they, they roll the shit over it and then they make the big cotton ball things. And, you know, that's yeah. Yeah, I am God. bored here as a matter of fucking fact, Kathy. You are such a whiner. Stop it. But. But. I did have some really cool outside phone text sex dark age play stuff with um Let me guess, Bunny. What do we call her on the show? No. Oh. <laughs> it was I think Whiskers. Oh, wait a minute. Why did you say outside? Sexy? Because I was outside for the first time in the 5 weeks that I've been here because I don't go outside because of the bugs and the heat and the, you know, I just, I don't go outside. I haven't been outside other than in the car driving, you know, that, back and forth from the hospital. Because, 
when you walk outside, all the bugs within a five mile radius go, Boogie Smorgasbord! Let's go! I am. I'm like, I'm like fucking fly tape. I, I just like walk outside and it's like, but no, I actually, um, the wind was really blowing because, you know, they have all the storms coming in and we missed, uh, the, the last big one. I guess Houston got just raped, uh, with a category four, but it totally avoided, uh, the corpus area or whatever. But the next two, there's always, oh, so it was really windy down by the ocean. And so I went, I had to take Leah again to the hospital. And it was windy. So I'm like, you know what? I didn't want to leave because I didn't know if they were going to kick her out late. So I just literally sat by the ocean for the first time since I've been here. And it was windy and it was still hot, but it was nice. I was just on the ocean on these big stone steps that went down to the water. And I just got started texting with whiskers. And it started getting really dirty. You know, at first it's like, hey, how you doing? Missed you a long time. And it just de- just devolved into dark age play anal rape. Mm. You know, daddy coming into the room and just, yeah, it got really, really dark. And to where she was begging me to come. And, and it just, this went on for like 30 minutes. And I'm just, and people are going by on their little dumb scooters. And I'm just sitting here like, you will come when I tell you, bitch. Uh, Oh my God. In a sense, it's kind of like my new approach. You ready to hear my new approach, Kathy? Is this what we were talking about last time where you're, I'm sorry, but on the phone, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, this is this is my new approach. My new approach is I'm going to pretend that the pandemic is never going to end and that you have to make the best of it and that I have to deal with my life today. Kind of like that Jack Nicholson. What if this is the best it ever gets? That's the worst Jack Nicholson impersonation, by the way, totally I've ever done in my life. But it's true because. I hear from not just myself, but a lot of people when this ends, when this ends, when this ends. And so I'm constantly obsessing about when it ends and what I'm going to do and who I'm going to fuck first and and what type of shenanigans I'm going to have. And I'm living in that moment that may or may not be here soon. Right. And I'm really harming myself by doing that. So instead, I'm just going to start pretending that this is it. Uh-huh. What I have right now is it. And so I need to make the best of my sexuality and the interaction I can have with my partners. And if that means we do more phone sexting and I do more dominance over uh, FaceTime and Skype and stuff like that, then right. that is what I need to focus on today to have that intimacy. Right. That sounds like a very healthy attitude to have because it forces you to get out of the past and out of the future and instead get into the moment. And if, frankly, if we could do that and lock our minds into the moment, we'd kind of had no choice but to fix whatever's happening in the moment. We wouldn't be worrying about the future. I absolutely agree. And also what I'm finding is I'm actually having fun. Hmm. Which <laughs> I know it's, it's an anomaly. What an anomaly! <laughs> no, I really because I find that my sexuality is we've talked about ad nauseum on the show is I'm into that reaction of my partners, right? So of course I'd like to stick my dick in them and fuck their brains out naturally. But even even if I'm just controlling their orgasm 
and creating that environment for them and getting them all hot and bothered with role play. And then they still have a release and they feel pleasure, even if they're doing it to themselves. I still feel as a, a sense of like I got laid. Right. Well, you know, it's not, I, I know that it sounds kind of lame, but eroticism and that kind of just sexy feeling can't go a long way. I mean, I know that the ultimate goal is stick your dick into something. I get it. Believe me. Get a love lab. Yeah, I miss the love lab. And I'll, trust me, there is a whole swath of people that miss the love lab, but there's no love lab. We're just going to pretend that that's not going to happen again. Right. It was an amazing, amazing time. Those years at Threshold and that time specifically in the love lab was amazing. Is like literally the stuff I dreamed of my entire youth. Mm-hmm to have moments like that and experiences like that. And so that's wonderful. Had them. That is not today. Right. That time is over. And if it happens again, great, but I'm going to focus on what can I do now? Like I started thinking about, and you and I talked about like, what if we started doing like video domination of listeners? Right. I got to tell you when you said something like that, I'm all what? I don't want to go out there. I don't want to reach out and touch somebody now. No, but we're doing it online. <laughs> I know, but it really kind of freaked me out. And I had to think about it going, I'm not so sure about this one. I think I'm going to have to just wait and see. But wouldn't it be kind of cool, though, if we because we have listeners that we talk to on a regular basis that we know there's like some chemistry there and and surely some openness because, you know, it it's a lot safer because it's over the internet. And so like if I sat and I was watching them, you know, I could put on some dark clothing, you know, maybe a hood, right. light some candles, you know, put on my best Dom eyebrow and literally <laughs> lead someone through doing things to them that I would normally do if I was there. It would, it might be fun. I don't know. Pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. You want to be dominated by Boogie or Kathy for 15, 20 minutes online and then talk about it or not talk about it and we talk about it? That might be fun. It might be, but it still sounds a little creepy to me. I'm not sure. Some random dude that's going to be like, oh, Kathy, I I want you to just walk all over me and humiliate me. And I'll be like, I'm not too sure about that. Just put your foot up to the webcam and just (laughs) make them lick the screen or something. My nasty old foot. <laughs> but it's virtual. Uh, I mean, we obviously, obviously, this isn't going to be something that you or I do in a situation we don't feel comfortable with. And obviously, the listener wouldn't do that if they didn't. There would be some negotiation about what we were going to do and at what level, uh, just like any other play scene. Right. But I think it might be interesting. And it just kind of adds to that whole being in the moment thing to where this is a chance to actually connect on a deeper, because I know I flirt with some of my listeners. I know some of them, at least from what they say, if they were here, they might be into some play. Right. Yeah. So why not just do some of that? Well, Boogie, I I applaud your attitude and I, I say go for it. I'm a little apprehensive, but honestly, I am a whore to the podcast. And if a listener wants me to top them gosh darn it i'm gonna give it a try (laughs) 
be kind of cool. Like, get it, you know, and Bunny and I talked about it in her Senate. Like, you know, have him sit down with a pen that's not like a Sharpie that, that's permanent ink, like a, you know, a, you know, whatever, not Sharpie indelible ink pen and have them draw things on themselves or write things or make them get like plain underwear and write messages on that and then you know get a kitchen utensil and swat themselves with it and it's i don't know i think it'd be fun well i say let's give it a shot it could be one of those things we try and it goes somewhere or like most things we try uh it won't go anywhere <laughs> That's <laughs> we do have a pretty significant failure rate on the ideas, right? But we are trying ideas. Remember that, Kathy. I've listened to a lot of shows that do nothing. We try and fail. That's right. gloriously. That's what that is our motto. <laughs> so why don't you give me a success story? Okay. What have you been doing this week? I do have something of a success story. I'll just. Basically, maybe it's just me bragging that I had a nice, fun weekend because, um, although a little bragging isn't too bad, so I guess I'll just go for it. Do it. Remember how I was telling you that I had, I had, you know, gotten up the courage to tell Creative Explorer some of the stuff that I was missing in in the dynamic that I need. I really needed him to kind of go back to what he used to do a lot of the more of the hair pulling while having sex and more of the you know, just treating me like I'm an object and stuff like that, that really is a huge part of my submission. Right. And how hard it was for me to do it. And we talked and it was a good conversation and he definitely has been stepping it up a bit. And and by the way, let me just tell you, it's no, no great heartache for him. All right. He, he enjoys anything <laughs> that, that really denotes my submission and his dominance just totally gets him excited so it was good but then he did something weird like I'm, i've gotten we've gotten into this kind of i'm not going to say it's a rub but we've gotten into this habit this routine where we'll have sex once on the weekend and the rest of the time we're doing other fun stuff we like but that's about it right and so on sunday i was like oh we're just lying in bed cuddling it's not really good it's the same i like the cuddling let's just watch some some YouTube videos or something while we're lying here. And, and all of a sudden, oh, wow. I'm like, I know <laughs> it's just a crazy fun weekend over at creative Explorers. I'm not going to lie. I actually love that kind of shit. I I'm, I'm fooling around here, but really I absolutely adore just doing nothing and lying around. And anyway, so uh, I just reach under the covers while we're watching some videos and I'm like holding on to his penis and just, of course, because he's a guy and it's the morning immediately gets hard. And then he decides we're going to get up and he pulls me up and he just throws me over the bed and just rams it in and starts fucking me. Get her and I'm done. like, what the hell is going on here? What am I? He's all shut up, bitch. And push him You're all, we were, we were watching YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> we were learning about cheesecake. <laughs> We were watching Schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> I can take a noun and bend it. Kathy's getting fucked. <laughs> Don't ruin Schoolhouse Rock for me, mister. See, you you applied the lesson. Uh, it was a lot. I got to tell you, I really enjoyed myself. And afterwards, I'm like, I really liked what you did back then. He goes, really? And I'm like, yeah, I really. You could have gone. I would say that's a two or a three. You could have gone to an eight and I would have been happy. He's all, really? <laughs> so, it, you know, it just goes to show as usual. It, 
it does, uh, it's hard to have the conversation at first, but not, not always. I'm not going to get all, you know, happy go lucky and go, oh, it's just always great. And it's always going to turn out great when you have that conversation. But in this case, it did. And I, I was a happy camper last week. You got your sniz pounded more than once. I did. Really? I just like, what? Twice in a week? And what is going on here? What is this topsy turvy world? <laughs> what is going on? Pandemic <laughs> schmandemic. <laughs> That life helps you deal with mental herpes. Let's put a logic condom on our brain. Now we're better protected from a king shaming world. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted his permission to do so. This week, I have a really great post by Mr. O. Uh, whom we have oh. raped before and we've taken his stuff already. So I love it when I go back and I recognize a name. I'm all, hey, I think I think we've gotten something from this person before. And I'll go back and sure enough find that we've read one of their posts. And then suddenly the letter, the email that I send them asking for permission loses all its professionalism and courtesy. And I'm like, hey, we used your post before. Can we use another one? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. He's good. He's like, yeah, fuck it. Go ahead. Yeah, it was really funny. So, and he wrote a post called Photos, a high risk kink. This was a very popular post on FetLife. It got all kinds of attention. Uh, And I, it doesn't matter. We've discussed this before, Boogie, but I think you can never hear this too many times. So here's what he says. I agree. He says, in all the years I have been in the kink community, I have never known anyone to be hurt by having their kidneys flogged or killed by electrical play above the waist. I have, however, known many who have been hurt or harmed by photos. Recently, a girlfriend of mine played with someone new who took photos of her, tied her in rope without her knowledge or consent. Now, one of those photos was posted on Facebook the next morning, and she was tagged in it. Her family saw it. They had a terrible reaction, and as a result, she is no longer on speaking terms with her mother and in conflict with her entire family. Another partner was blackmailed a few years ago by someone we knew. They had sexually explicit photos of her and they threatened to send them to her employer. She had to stop working for that organization and move to an entirely different city. And that case didn't get resolved until law enforcement was involved and criminal charges had been laid. Sometimes our motives for taking photos are pure. But even when we have the best intentions, those photos live on. They have a tremendous potential to cause very real harm and should be negotiated as carefully as any dangerous play. People that I care about deeply have lost contact with families, friends, and jobs due to photos because of selfishness, narcissism, carelessness, or outright malice. (sighs) Apparently, we can never say it enough because this kind of shit just keeps on fucking happening. Here's what I really liked uh, about the post. I mean, Anyone who's listened to Perverted Podcast, anyone that was with us when we were volunteering at the club, these are things that we say over and over and over. Don't put your face or identifying marks anywhere if you have anything to lose or you might have something to lose in the future. Every orientation that you and I taught, um, that was something that was said. It is something that is repeated so many times because it is true. It's an edge play. And the way he kind of put it in that frame really 
helped bring that message home because a lot of people don't think of it as an edge play. But it is an edge play because it has a higher percentage of causing damage than all of the other edge plays. Just like he said, I have seen one or two accidents that came from fire play that were fairly minor, but they were still, you know, there was a blister or a burn or whatever. Um, I know of a couple knife accidents that happened, one requiring stitches and one, you know, was actually a, a bad one that happened years and years ago. And I've heard of a couple accidents, you know, surrounding kinky play, but I have heard multiple stories of a relationship ends or the play partnership ends and then one of the people turn petty. And as a result, one person uses their photos to harm them. Yeah. And ending their jobs, oh. ending their family life, ending. I had one a long time ago. I had a friend who had just got out of med school and had started their internship. This was vanilla, but it was still um, uh, significant. They had just started their internship and some petty person thought they were screwing their boyfriend or something like that and took a risque photo off of Facebook and sent it to the institution that she had just started her medical internship with after finishing med school. And she was kicked out of that program and there was no way back in because no one else would touch her. So she couldn't be a doctor. It's truly, it is, it is very, very horrible. And I think that the majority of the time it happens to us for one simple reason, we find it hard to believe that anybody we're playing with or having sex with or being intimate with would be that cruel. It's just, it's not in our nature to believe the absolute worst of people, particularly when you don't have to have a long-term relationship with them, particularly when you've spent any amount of time with them and they're showing you something completely different. They're showing you how kind they can be. They're showing you how fun they can be, how sexy they can be. This guy is an asshole doesn't pop into your mind because you have nothing. All the evidence you have so far is that this is a, a good person. And so you're Kathy, what I hear what you're saying, but I'm not going to give that much credit because unless I could understand maybe if you were like, five years old and you've never experienced shitty humans fucking you around but usually by 20 years old you've met enough people and seen enough people turn and become petty and do shitty things or had a number of dating partners where this person turned into an asshole or that person did something you know, spiteful or your friend's partner was abusive or there are so many instances. So it's kind of like, in a sense, I get what you're saying, but the whole thing that this is somehow a surprise, I just don't buy it. It's just a denial. You don't have to buy it, Boogie, but the overwhelming evidence of people that this happens to is just compelling. These are not always going to be underage or younger people who don't understand what's happening. The majority of us see that kind of shit on television. We see it in movies. We read it in books, but it doesn't always touch us, not to that extent. And the moment that it does to an extreme way, then you're scarred for life. And from that moment on, you're never the same. But not everybody is like that. 
Most people assume that the person you're having sex with is a good person. And when you say that people are assholes, yeah, people are assholes. It's easy to say that person's an asshole when they're behaving like an asshole. It's not easy. In my lifetime, I have had maybe three people in my life who have fucked me over pretty bad. They were the exception to the rule. The absolute fucking exception to the rule. So does that mean I'm going to be more careful? Yeah, but if I've chosen somebody that I'm going to sit there and have sex with or I'm going to allow him to spank me and suddenly that person does a total 180 and I don't see it coming, that's more likely to happen. Yeah. And it happens a lot, especially to women. Okay, I hear you. I'm just, maybe it's just I was raised in abuse. So I don't trust people. I don't think I think it's it's absolutely silly to trust anybody that hasn't spent a significant amount of time earning your trust. That goes for Mew. That goes for Bunny. That goes for my family. It goes for everyone. You never trust anyone 100 no. percent because, you know, people aren't perfect. I guess so at some point anyone can screw you over. It just it baffles me when people say like I, I never expected somebody to do something like this. I and and it's it's it's, it's things like that that would make me go. Here's the thing. I don't think you realize how um how in the minority you are, Boogie, because you you've had a very difficult life. You've had all kinds of emotional issues, you've had mental issues, you were you've had abuse, you've you've had um that uh, so many mental issues and the combination of that with the abuse that shot you over into becoming an addict, living in your car, that kind of shit does not happen to most people. Hell of a resume. I just, I just think that someone who has the kind of life that you have had absolutely will come out the other end going, you all are motherfuckers. I hate you. It is no fucking surprise to me that you are a total misanthrope. Honestly. But mo- there, in my experience, that is the exception to the rule. So how do we get people to see that they can be the victim of this the same as the people that they hear about in the faraway stories? I mean, well, the, you know, the 900 stories on FetLife isn't enough for people. Because I, I see, I still to this day, I mean... Mew, I'm not even on Mew's Facebook. We've been in a relationship now five and a half years. Right. You know, so it's, and we've had this pounded in our head at Threshold and, and the stuff we talked about before. But it's like, what do you say? To, I'm, eventually, you got to let adults be adults. And when I take pictures of people, it's always with a mask or a, a something. And then you drill them over and over. Are you sure that you're okay with this? And we did that on the show when you would a- always ask permission to take pictures on the show. And at some point, yeah, you do let people make choices for themselves. Well, yeah, but, how- but um, uh, so here's, let me just also say that what I really liked about that post is that he talked about other things that don't necessarily have malicious intent like memory sticks can be stolen phones can be stolen laptops could get into <laughs> no you took the picture but you're not the one who who put it out there is what i oh, mean okay. so right, you do right. trust your partner but you didn't realize that he was gonna lose his phone you didn't realize that his roommate was going to get into his computer i mean to uh, creative explorer has taken pictures of me lots of them with my face, naked, 
all tied really? up and bound. And I've I told never him knew that. Oh my god! I know I must have told you this. No, you did not. Oh, I can't believe I never talked about. It. Maybe because I don't like it when he does it. So, do you wear a mask or? or it's... No, he takes he takes pictures of me using a camera, not his phone, not his computer, not his his uh, his iPad, and he puts the the camera away. Now, what if somebody broke in there? What if Steals somebody that camera. stole the exactly? That has always been on the back of my mind. So here you are talking about I don't buy it. How could these people be so dumb? Surely at at certain age you realize this. You know what? I'm 54 years old and I let my partner take pictures of me naked with my face in them. What are the odds that that's going to go bad? Not a huge amount. And I trust him and he takes care of, you know, he's a very safe guy. But the worst could happen. Somebody could get in there and take it and then decide to fuck with my life. But then I got to think, you know what? I'm on this fucking show, Boogie. I'm talking right. about my sex life. <laughs> and You're at any time, <laughs> a coworker or a boss could put two and two together and go, man. <laughs> you just- are. Well, once again, this is where we start to address people looking at their future, but then they're not looking at their future's future. Like you talk to a lot of younger people who are like, look, I'm going to be this or that. And that's not going to really have a conflict with my sexuality. So if there's pictures of me with my face and my body or whatever, it's not going to really have an effect on that. But what a lot of times you don't think about, well, what happens if that career choice doesn't work out? What happens when that company goes belly up and now you got to become an accountant or take on some other type of career choice where now you have companies that are literally, you are applying to some of these bigger companies and they are taking your name and they have entire staffs of people that are hunting for shit. They are looking at your social media. They are checking you out on the internet because they're very paranoid about their public image and and whatever, all the yahoos and Googles and yeah. stuff like that. And so now they're looking for you. So you're not thinking about what happens if plan A doesn't go through. Not, I mean, we can think about uh, trusting your partner, that they're not going to screw you, that nobody's going to steal the camera. What just about, what about your career choices? That's always, that's something you're right. You got to take all that stuff into account. I remember, quite a while ago when you and Mew first started playing that at some point you had taken a picture of her that almost showed her face or something or did. And you guys got together and realized that shit's got to come down now. Yeah, from that's that too moment much. On, like you were like utter almost careful. to her nose kind of. Yeah. Yes. And, and so we, you can only hope you have partners like let's say yourself or Mew who are hyperly aware of that and are going to take extra care. But you know, what can you do to mitigate that? I don't, I honestly don't know, Boogie. Most I have a couple most... ideas. Well, do lay it on us, Boogie. Idea number one, check your ego. I fucking hate that, that phrase. Why do you need, well, it's supposed to annoy you. Oh, good job, Boogie. You're annoying me. Well, that's uh, it's my job. <laughs> that's what he did kind of in the post. Like, what's the motivation for this picture? Is it for you to jack off to? Is it? Because there's a lot of competitiveness 
in people that take pictures and once again, love that you're an exhibitionist, love to look at your body. Does it need to have your face in it? What is the motivation for that? Obviously, if you're going to work in porn, they're not going to hire you if you wear a mask. There's enough people that are out in porn that you're going to have to have your face. But most of the people are not that you see on FetLife are not professional adult actors. So you have to really say, what is it about that exhibitionism? We understand pussy power. We understand that that validation is incredible and powerful when you know that people are desiring you and that they are maybe satisfying themselves looking at you and that they pay you compliments and they tell you you're hot and that they would want to do things with you and to you. And that that's a rush. It's a validation. You know, it can be good or bad validation, but either way, it's some sort of validation. But you have to really ask, why do I need that validation? And do I need that validation so bad that I'm willing to put my future at risk by putting my face with it? I think that's a a generally good thing to do is always weigh the the risks against what you're getting. And majority of the time, it's not going to be enough. Yeah, I'd like to have this picture, but do I want to? Oh, no, no, no. I don't want to risk that's going out there. Let's not take that picture. No. What's wrong with a mask? You can have so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. So much fun. Well, it's... It's just, I think this isn't isn't just pictures. I think it's how to protect yourself against anyone who then turns out to be an asshole and fucking uses you or abuses your trust. And that's just always going to be a theme, whether it's a picture or whether they just steal your money or anything. People are assholes and they can turn on a dime and it's always going to be a tough life lesson to learn. Don't lend money to boyfriends. That was one of Mew's first rules. Don't stand on rolling chairs. Don't put your hair in fans, which she failed even after we set up the rule. And then don't squish bugs with daddy's shirt was another one that she oh had. What she You had to make a rule for that, really? Yeah, How many bugs she, was she squishing with your, ta- with your dirty old tank tops? Enough. No, she would wear my long sleeve shirts. You know, the girls, you know, you play and that's like a whole like, you know, skin of a lion thing that after you play, you know, they wear your long shirt is kind of a, you know, a nightgown kind of thing. And so she would always be wearing my big dress shirts and and but she just is like, there's a fly. And I'm like, that's my shirt. You can't do that. And she's like, what? And I'm like, that's my, that's not, that's my shirt, but I'm wearing it. So we had to make a rule. Don't kill bugs with daddy's shirt. It happened multiple times. Oh my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> I could just see little me running around with when he's just squatching bugs. She does. She swatting flies with the sleeves because they hang like 12 inches past her arms. <laughs> And I'm like, fly swatter. That's mine. How did we go from a great post about pictures to me swatting flies with your shirt? I mean, it's cute. Until you look at squished bug guts on my shirt. Can you throw that? Can you throw that? Don't hang that up, honey. Honey, can you please just put that in the wash? Okay, daddy. Damn it. And there she goes slapping around in your Big old flip flops. 
Jesus Christ, she's cute. How many times did I walk in the Love Lab and see her wearing this massively oversized shirt, walking around in these massive flip-flops of yours? <laughs> it looked like some Honey, I Shrunk the Cute Chick movie shit. You know? <laughs> Like she was a big, tall Amazon woman, and then you know, Rick Moranis shrank her down. And, uh, and once again, we have gotten off the topic. It was a good post, great um, post. Yes, thank you again, Mister O, for giving us permission. Gee, I, I wonder what Mister O means. Uh, ovaries. <laughs> Just <Mr>. one ovaries, <laughs> Mister Ovaries. Hello. This is my girlfriend, Fallopian. Ew! <laughs> That's my cousin, Uterus, over there. Oh, my God. It's my dog, God. Hyman. Stop it! Gross! <laughs> Hyman. Levia right. Majora, Menora, please come to dinner. <laughs> oh my God. How else are you going to learn the parts of the vagina if you don't, like, make up little names? Oh. I'm going to move on now. Yes, please. Is Kinky World News a social enigma? I don't know. Let's ask Enigma. He should know because he's got the same name. Let's dig the fuck into it. Then let's just do that Enigma. <laughs> yes. Enigma, how have you been doing? I'm I'm doing pretty well. I've gone back to work as a delivery driver um, because I have to make money because our country is great. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> dig just a little, uh, just going back to work and getting used to that routine again. Uh, it's been, it's been kind of nice cause it gets me out of the, the apartment. So I'm not just sitting here jerking off all day. So not that that is an important work. Enigma. No, no, I, I, I perfectly encourage jacking off our mall people, but you know, sometimes you need a break. So <laughs> even you, yes, even me with my, with my masturbation chair and my, my theater that I set up in my in my bed so I don't have to hold my phone. Like, even with those things. <laughs> That's right. I forgot you have, like, a whole pillow structure. Yep. yep. That is uh, fantastic and horrifying at the same time. <laughs> You're welcome. Two-head guys talking about potentially awkward gay stuff. So let's dig into some boot worship stuff. Yeah, so uh, just to start things off, both of the articles that we're talking about today do come from vice.com. So if you're interested in checking out, you can go to the website directly or you can come check out our Discord and all of, I link all of our articles there. So the first one that we're getting into, it's called uh, a, history of, a Brief History of Bootlicking. And it talks about like where the origins of bootlicking coming from. In a lot of circles, the, two, the term bootlicker is often used as an insult to someone, much in the same way that you'd call someone a brown noser. Um, it's usually used, used in uh, political circles, specifically over in Europe. So if you're supporting the queen because she did something that you know a normal person would do, but you're you're glamorizing what what the queen did, then you are a bootlicker to the queen. Um, in our circles, bootlicking is is pretty is, is actually a prim- pretty common fetish. It's a whole different world. Uh, well, yeah, it, it, it's it's you'd often find it used in. Um, like humiliation play or, or like extreme submissive submission play. Sure. Uh, but of course its origins are still very much linked um, to the political insult. That's where it came from. And the act of boot worship itself came out actually out of two subcultures in the late 20th century, the leather culture and the skinhead culture. 
Um, that's another term for neo-Nazi. I got to say, I was like, Bleh? yeah. But then I guess it kind of made sense after you start to read the article. I mean, go ahead. We'll talk about it in a little bit. But I, I was just, it was pretty dumbfounding. Oh, yeah. When I when I first read the article, it, it definitely blew my mind because I, I've definitely had a couple of friends who are very much into submission and, and making people do things like this. Um, so and as we're talking about, there are there are many who see a dichotomy of ideals with the origins of, of the bootlicking um, at the ins- as the insult and where it came from and how it is used uh, now, usually in leather culture. So they like it's it's kind of that split between using it in play and and where it's coming from. Um, but for many, being a bootlicker and actually bootlicking are the same thing. It's about being subs- extremely subservient. I mean, BDSM as a whole is often used as a way to reclaim a person's agency over an act or an insult that once put them down. Uh, but it's still good to know good to know the origin of what you're getting into. So it's it's just a really interesting article that I found that it was just it, it gave an insight on something that I don't think a lot of people give a whole lot of thought about. Absolutely not. And of course, when I came into the lifestyle, I don't know what eleven, twelve years ago, mm-hmm. um, there was still in the Los Angeles area still quite a bit of leather activity. So boot worship, and especially in the gay leather community, uh, boot worship. Uh, boot blacking was uh, a big thing Mm -hmm. and i think uh it started more with maybe like the article talks about where it's it's about extreme degradation and uh putting someone in their place down it at the master's feet but then i think boot blacking which is like the polishing of boots and the the worship of boots right and the connection of the boots as kind of a vessel to the dominant or master became uh, almost more spiritual in a sense. Right. Oh, to yeah. where it wasn't where it wasn't necessarily like complete you are under my feet. It was a way for the bottom or the submissive slave to use their energy to build up the master. Mm-hmm. And that became very interesting to see and to learn about, especially when I was new. Like, I had a lot of fascination with it, but to hear that its roots come from such a, I mean, in a sense, oh, yeah. a dark place. Because, you know, the the original skinheads, like some of the article talks about, is where the one of the original skinhead leader guys did gay porn. And, and a lot of that was a lot of racial slurs and and that whole basis in racism associated with that type of uh, denigration. But then to see it all of a sudden, and it's like a lot of things, you know, that some things may have had their roots in something completely nefarious. And then it was interesting to see how it then evolved into something like I do boot worship with bunny and it's like beautiful Mm -hmm. there's not really a lot of humiliation involved in the boot worship that her and i do it's very i don't like to use the word spiritual but it is very spiritual and it's exceptionally spiritual for her where it is that vessel not just to me but through me and out to the universe and then by licking the boots and that worship it goes beyond me and then gathers power from the universe and brings that back into her so it's like completely a different way of approaching boots than the you know you're my servant i am over you kind of thing well yeah and and our, our very own owl is very much into boots and 
keeping a boot clean. Like that was her job at a couple of, of kink clubs for a little bit was to help like polish boots and to clean boots. And so like boot worship, I think definitely has a very and and she and she comes at it from a very much a service. Um, submission sort of di- uh, right, direction. So right, like- right. Owl's very into... Oh my god, I miss that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I need another goddamn love lab. Okay, no, no, no. Stay in the present. Stay. Kathy and I talked it's, about it earlier. Okay. Stay in the moment. <laughs> this is never going to get better. We just have to make... I have to figure out a way to get Al to be of service to me <laughs> without a love lab. Right, right. I don't know. I wonder if uh, you could virtual virtual clean like send her I mean, something in the mail mm-hmm. and have her polish That's what it like <laughs> and then fuck it what did i say that out loud yeah i did i did say that out loud i mean you did say it out loud i i have heard of people using their juices for polish so like that that's a that could be a thing yes i could but... send her many al i'm sending you a guitar and i would <laughs> like you to service polish it with your Ooh. vagina and See, I'm just imagining like her going at the guitar and like one of the strings pop and just like mm. oh that tension or whatever vagina worshiping my guitar and then you know I'm kind of picturing like well what could like the little arms the little wings that go out of the electric guitar you know she could probably mm-hmm. rub up against and what were we talking about boots oh boots Boot licking and Nazis <laughs> and bears oh my. This was a fascinating article, and I know we're joking around with it, and 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 uh, eh, fuck it. It was funny. <laughs> I don't no, know. no. That, I mean, I, I, I'm enjoying the mental image as well. So, like, I, I'm, I'm into that. I was gonna go even darker and and be like, never, no, 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 <laughs> not gonna do it. Just gonna stop. Let's move on to the next. Uh, quite interesting topic <laughs> i mean you asked for something different boogie and i provide it you know <laughs> you never shock me but you amaze me at what oh. you uh what you come up with enigma Thank and you. this is gonna be i actually had to do a lot of thinking about this because at first it was you know you're like haha joke judgment and then you you got to kind of look at it and look how does this affect mm-hmm. me and what do i think about such things so why don't you go ahead and just get into this topic two head guys talking about potentially awkward gay stuff i definitely can so this topic again comes from vice.com and it's called coronavirus is a golden age for people sucking their own dicks so Boredom and horniness come together to drive a research and for people learning about audioflatio. First off, the article is way longer than expected an article on self-sucking would be. Uh, But the article does follow one guy's journey into uh, exploring this this subculture, this obscure art with a subreddit made uh, when a subculture made him remember that he could almost get there as a teen. And so the adventure began yet again um, in quarantine when he had nothing else to do. So historically, the practice of self-sucking goes back actually thousands of years. Uh, they have images of God sucking themselves. Uh, medieval literature has people self-sucking alongside images of uh, anal sex and masturbation. Sure. Uh, yep. And some people in modern times uh, feel that self-sucking creates sort of this self-generating energy with yourself. So kind of like you're talking about the spiritual connection with boot blacking, there are some that feel that self-sucking um, brings that 
to them as well. I am and sucking the god within me back into the god within me. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry, that shit sounds funny. I'm sorry. Okay, okay, I'm coming back. No, no. Okay, it's it's it's, it's good. It's good. So uh, it, one of the gurus on this, uh, he talks about how control of one's sperm leads to infinity and through infinity to a new world. And in my brain, that turned into Buzz Lightyear going to infinity and beyond. So, <laughs> actually, it would sound like it probably because he's Buzz Lightyear sucking his own dick. And then a little, little beeping when the laser goes off. That's anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> Zerg. It, his name's Buzz. Oh his my name's god, Buzz, like a vibrator. He met Zerg. Okay, <laughs> this is bad. This is this is bad. It's a late day for me. I just you know. It's okay. okay. It's okay. Um, so for the Reddit user, it has very little to do with sexual uh, with sexuality specifically, but with pleasuring himself in a different way. So uh, this actually goes back to an article that we talked about uh, a few weeks ago. Where talking about how masturbation and learning about your own body and what your body can do is a good way to pass the time in a coronavirus as opposed to just jerking off like you always do. Sure. Trying to explore and find out new things. And this guy found this. A little adventurous. A little. A pretty yeah. pretty adventurous. And I think we should uh, preface this as, as a perverted podcast that uh, tries to speak about safety. This mm-hmm. can be something that is not going to happen for you if you venture to try it. The The article was more about the process. The majority of people will never be able to stretch in yoga and hot bath and stretch in yoga themselves into a position where they could do that. And so they really preface safety and not rolling back on your neck and uh, killing mm-hmm. yourself while trying to suck your own dick. But it is more of that kind of like you talked about that adventure with yourself to you know push yourself to get closer. Uh, if if that's something that is kind of a fantasy or, or fetish for mm-hmm. you, because obviously it's the old joke: if a guy could suck his own dick, he'd never leave the house. <laughs> and you know that 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 obviously brings up thoughts, you know, because and the article talks a lot about those insecurities um, or confusions that you would have about your own sexuality. Like if I got to the point where I was actually sucking myself off, you know, does that make me gay or or does that make me something? Does that make me submissive because I'm dominating myself to suck my own cock or however that works in your, in your head. Right. And you really kind of have to, you know, my first gut instinct now is when you say, does sucking your cock make you gay? My gut response now is, who gives a fuck? Yeah, exactly. Can we just get past this? Can we just... As long as everybody's consenting and everybody is on board, it's fine. Yeah. You know, pick the title that makes you happy, I guess. Um, but really, if this is your desire, if your desire is to have a penis in your mouth or up your ass or or anything penis that's you yeah just you know what's the big deal now of course i'm not gonna avoid jokes because i thought this shit was funny and Mm -hmm. awkward and uh probably not the prettiest sight in the world to see some i've rolled on my back (laughs) when i was really like lonely or drunk or you know and said well how close can i get in it nowhere not even anywhere no, in the can- like this is not <laughs> not no and after about two minutes i'm like 
this is not hot. This is there's nothing. And I'm not that into blowjobs. So giving myself a blowjob just seems kind of like, uh, you know, it's just definitely not uh, something I would uh, commit to. Right. Or something I think I'd be really that into. But it was interesting to think about who I am sexually and how being able to do something like that or to think about something like that, that I just need to just let go. And if that's what you're into, that's what you're into. Right. And and what's really good is this guy who the, the article kind of circles around, like he has a place that he can go to and get that sort of uh, information on Reddit. And there are other websites that are like dedicated to the art of self-sucking that like so you can do it safe like you're talking about be careful about rolling onto your neck be careful about positions how to do like i think the fact that you there are so many resources for people now that if you have something that you're interested in or you're curious about all you get it's just a quick google search and you're going to have a, some really good information that's that you can start the exploration while everybody is is locked down being safe now then here's the thing that I really want to get into and that is because I always have to do some mind fucking in any topic there can be nothing innocent <laughs> that doesn't have the potential of having some shitty dark underlying meaning and that is if you're going to be someone because you've heard a lot of these jokes mm-hmm. you know I'd never leave the house I wouldn't have to deal with women I wouldn't have to deal with people I could just stay home and suck my own dick and play video games and it would be a perfect existence there is something in me that puts up a little warning flag and says, is the desire to pleasure myself at that, like what a lot of people think blowjobs are the ultimate, you know, sensation. Is that you trying to get away from intimacy or fear of rejection from other partners? And is that something you have to look at? Are you really interested in sucking your own dick or are you just trying to replace the fact that maybe you feel you can't get a date or you can't be in a relationship or you can't maintain a relationship or you don't understand, you know, the people that you're attracted to. And so you're like, fuck it. I'd rather just suck my own dick. I'm sure that there are people that those people exist, but I I definitely don't think that that's a majority I think most people who go into it, it's kind of, especially right now, like I, one of the things it's kind of the funny part is like a lot, they say that like having goals over quarantine is good because it gives you something to look forward to. So like having something to work on that also might be kind of fun. I think, I think that's more of a positive thing, but I I don't think sucking your own dick is definitely going (laughs) to take away from intimacy elsewhere. Okay, pandemic checklist. Learn uh, Japanese, (laughs) uh, acrylic or watercolor painting, and how to stuff my own cock in my mouth. All right, good goals. Good meeting with uh, myself. Let's put these on the calendar. Put in some time and get through this goddamn pandemic. And next up, I'm going to take this 12-inch cock in my ass, but that'll be after the (laughs) dick-sucking. So let me ask uh, some personal awkward questions. Go for it. You know, if you had the ability to suck your own ween, would you? And mm-hmm. are you interested in that? Um, I've thought about it before. Um, I'm not really interested in m- men and men's penises so much, but like strap on because I am a switch. So like having some a, a female person in a dominant role with maybe a strap on has been kind of hot. So like sucking on a dick like thing is kind of. I kind of find pretty sexy, but like sucking my own dick, like I'm, I'm a chubby dude. So like if I could be that flexible, that would pretty be pretty awesome, but it wouldn't be a sexual thing necessarily. Cause it would hurt. Um, 
It would hurt. It would just be one. pain and cracking ribs and displaced <laughs> spine and probably paralysis. I mean, if I yes, I mean if I did it right now, yes, all of those things would happen. Uh, but but like, I mean, I I in, and I enjoy blowjobs, but it, like they're not like I don't need a blowjob. So like, I don't know. I I don't think that this would be on my to do list over over coronavirus for sure. Yeah, I think I'm going to work on the face-to-face uh, sexual exploits with partners. Less about myself. I mean, I jerked myself into a nosebleed, the, you know, last week. I, I I heard that, yeah. So I think that was about, <laughs> I think if I tried to suck my own dick, that would literally be an interesting funeral to attend, you know, as my you know body rigor mortises into that shape <laughs> and they can't undo me. And they're like, ah, just, uh, you know. Leave him that way in the viewing. And like my grandmother would be like, he got so close. <laughs> Just a couple more inches, Boogie. She's dead. I mean, she wouldn't have said that. She probably would have said that. Oh, that's good. That's good to have supportive family. So if the people out there in perverted podcast land looking to get closer to us on social media, where would they go? Well, if they want to learn about self dick sucking directly from me, they can find us on Instagram at perverted podcast. They could find us on Twitter at Perverted PCAST, and they could find us on FetLife. Just search Perverted Podcast. There's both a group and a page. Love to read your letters. Hope it never stops. We're going to read your letters on Perverted Mailbox. All right, Boogie, I have our, our favorite path girl. Our favorite geeky girl is back to give us, lay, lay some science on us. That's why I depend on her. All right. Well, this time she wrote to us about how she, as she put it, your nosebleed after violently masturbating. Oh, dear God. Apparently, remember that we invoked the name Path Girl saying, oh, she's going to weigh in on this. And sure enough, she weighs in and she tells us, uh, I will start with the usual disclaimer that I am not a doctor or a nurse and you should always seek medical attention for any medical advice. Well done, Path Girl. And goes on to say, any sexual activity can raise your blood pressure slightly or moderately. But the average person, even with a moderate increase in blood pressure, should not be having a spontaneous nosebleed after (laughs) orgasm. I'm the winner! (laughs) She says, what I would bet money on is that you coming from polluted California and then going to the very clean living of Texas, plus... Going from stale car air to air conditioning has aggravated your sinuses. A little extra pressure for whatever reason with overdried sinuses and ta-da, that could be your nosebleed. Hmm. An easy fix for that would be using saline nasal spray from the 99 cent store or a neti pot to clean and moisten your nasal passages. Boogie. You have to moisten so wait a minute. Whoa. your nasal passage. <laughs> I don't even put lube when I jerk off. Now I'm supposed to be for masturbation. I'm supposed to be like, excuse me, let me get my neti pot out. Excuse me. Make sure I- that my sinuses are <laughs> properly lubed. Well, I have this Asian girl-on-girl butt porn. Ew. Gross. <laughs> well, you know what? If you push yourself that hard... To come during masturbating, I think you're going to have to pull out the old nasal spray. All right. And she, <laughs> thanks to Path Girl. She says, so it's something to look at if it happens again. But if there is other stuff going on with it, then of course, please see your doctor. But you are much more likely to die from giving yourself a heart attack, fucking all these young girls, rather than by a violently masturbating nosebleed. 
but it would make for a very interesting episode of Sex Set Me to the ER. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks so much for that optimism path, girl. <laughs> she cracks me up. And then she finishes it by saying, and Kathy, you are never an afterthought. You are an ice cream sandwich fetching, boogie wrangling, Jewish mother shrieking sex goddess of kink and love. Love you guys, Path Girl. Oh, Path Girl, how how do I love thee? Let me count the ways. I wonder if she'd bought him to you. No, leave Path Girl alone, okay? That'd be hot. No, you don't want to alienate our only Path Girl path to science. You could dominate Path Girl. Don't alienate the only person who actually has some wisdom she can lay on us. Well, what is, so what? How badly can you fail like, is she going to explode if you tell her to stick a finger in her ass? Buggy, leave the girl alone. Why is it always you got to go after every girl that writes to us? Huh. <laughs> Did I stump you? <laughs> I'm like... Wait a second. <laughs> Hello, my name is Count Boogie, and uh, you, your name is Kathy. I'm a big old I, You are Kathy. <laughs> this is a show called Perverted Podcast. I named the show Perverted okay, wait, wait. Podcast. I, I think I see where you're going with this. I, uh, I have nosebleeds because I masturbate too hard and don't have my neti pot with me. Perhaps this should just be something that you would expect, like water being wet. I don't know what I was thinking. All right. Bass wrote to us. I, God, I, I do not even know if I'm pronouncing that right, but it's B-A-S, who says, I just finished episode 269 and paused it while searching for a parking spot to type you this email. Nothing better than to listen to some kinky fuckery while driving to, to and from work. Normally, my commute is just minutes, but the next few weeks, I need to go to a client that's an hour away every few days, and one of my favorite pastimes is to listen to you guys on my drive there. It gets my head in a good mood for the day to come. You know what? I don't even want to know what his job is that he's got to get in a good mood, get in the right headspace by listening to us. He does roadkill taxidermy, Kathy. Um, (laughs) He just pulls over at random deer and wallabies or you know whatever whatever they run over and he gets out and and then he has to feed those to families uh after he skins and dresses them in the field creating Uh decorations for houses and uh and and apparently listen to us gets him in that mood (laughs) right okay end the show that is show to Show 274 is in the can, people. Tremendous gratitude goes out to all of our Patreon supporters. If you have a loose fiber taking up space at the bottom of your pocket, maybe you might want to, oh, I don't know, log on to Perverted Podcast, patreon.com forward slash Perverted Podcast, and sign up as a Patreon of the Arts. Boogie and I don't really create art, but hey, we're as close as most of you will ever get. What do you mean we don't create art? (laughs) Did I offend you? You want to hear art? I'm going to play art right now. Who doesn't love anal? I'm a straight shooter and I'm going in your booter. Who doesn't love anal? Get a little lube and let my weenie love your poop too. That was art. I I don't even know what to say anymore to you, Boogie. Except that was art. We earn the five dollars. Yes, we do. That is a hard-earned five bucks we get. Uh, uh, oh God, Mike Wazowski. Uh, 
I'm sorry, Kathy, continue. Write to us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and please give us something to talk about or you'll be forced to listen to more of Boogie's mundane Texas goings-on. And I don't know anyone who wants that. What else you got, Boogie? Once again, thank you so much to Headley, our glorious show sponsor. And uh, next week, we're going to be wrapping up uh, our FetLife group. We finally are finishing the group erotica that took like three weeks instead of one. Um, God damn it. That's a rebuke there for our goddamn lazy listeners. Um, but, <gasps> but Don't say that. It's true. I thought like literally getting seven people to write two lines so we could have an erotica to voice. I thought it would be fun and quick. And now I'm like texting people and going, hey, can you go write two lines? Two lines of erotica so we could do this fucking bit that you guys said you wanted. Wow. You need you need to cut all that out. No, don't I'm not going to. Why, do you, yeah, get, you why do you get to guilt the listeners and I don't? That's not fair. You guilt the listeners. You guilt the listeners every fucking week. If anybody ever bothered to send in something, I got I have nothing to go on. We have to go out into the street. <laughs> hold down a hand. We have I to hold do down a hand and ask that. people for topics. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Do you have a topic in the realm of kink and BDSM for us to talk about? Stop making me sound like an old grandmother. That's what you have to do when our listeners slack, and I'm going to put the fire under their ass. <laughs> this is a podcast, you know. It's kind of a one-sided thing. All they have to do is turn up the volume, but that's their only Nuh-uh. job. You this is an that, interactive family. This is a family, Kathy. No, with everyone no. together, because if they don't give us no. stuff, we just got to make up shit. If this is a family, it's a dysfunctional family. If we haven't figured that one out. <laughs> well, anyway, God damn it. We are getting more stuff done, and we are thinking about dominating some listeners, so maybe that'll spark you up. Maybe if it, if it includes your junk, you know, they'll get involved. Oh, my God. Email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com, and we'll see you guys. <laughs> For show 275 next week. <laughs> that was a weird show. Sure was. I was once an astronaut, I spoke ten tongues in Babylon, I invented anal sex and apple pie. I climbed Mount Everest with no shoes, taught Aretha Franklin to sing the blues, discovered a cure for the clap, and found the golden goose. Someone's got to be the hero of the world, so I embellish a few facts to make the sale. Truth or a lie, just tell good stories till you die Because the world's a boring place without tall tales I was almost captured by a pygmy tribe Ten poison darts in my side A talking giraffe nursed my wounds and saved my life well, I practiced magic in the kingdom of elves Helped Bill Gates to acquire wealth And convinced Hitler it would probably be best 
himself. You're welcome. Someone's got to be the hero of the world. So I embellish a few facts to make the sale. Truth or a lie, just tell good stories till you die. Because the world's a boring place without all tales. I was on a spaceship. I explored the galaxy. Made friends with all the aliens. But I just want you to know, they never experimented on me. They didn't. Right. Stop it. <laughs> what? What? You said we weren't going to talk about this. I didn't say anything. So how's your asshole? I fought the devil down in hell. Once got swallowed by a whale. A wonderful way to travel except for the smell. I talked Cleopatra how to give a blowjob. Saved the earth from a meteor and invented the internet, which I sometimes regret. Someone's got to be the hero of the world, so I can embellish a few facts to make the sale. Truth or a lie, just tell good stories till you die, because the world's a boring place without all tales. Please. 